Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Christian Reef Podcast. Today's guest is a singer-songwriter hailing all the way from Liverpool. Her name is Mary Hennessy. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hello, I'm doing good. I'm happy to be here. Excited to see what we're going to talk about as well. Uh, How are you doing? Have you here. Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Happy to to have you here. Obviously, as I nice. said, been following your stuff um, for for a couple of years now, and uh, feel like you've kind of like stepped it up a gear. I don't know, creatively speaking, so. maybe maybe <laughs> there's something there that's changed. Um, but before we get into all of that, I want to kind of just like take it all the way back and and sort of talk about like how you kind of got into music and and uh, songwriting mm-hmm. in general, because I think there's always an interesting story there from person to person. So how did you get into it all? Um, Sort of like, well, I mean, I, I've played guitar. Like I only really play guitar acoustically since I was maybe like 11 or 12, but I never really understood the guitar at all until I properly 19, 19, 20. And then before that, when I was about like 15, I used to really enjoy writing poetry. I don't as much anymore, but um, then that sort of like gradually developed into like songwriting. And I think my first like song that I wrote was maybe when I was about 17, probably like posted it on YouTube or something. Um, I can't even remember which, which one it was for sure, but I think it sort of came about from those two things sort of like coming together. Yeah, it's, it's it's quite a similar sort of story that I think most musicians yeah, have, isn't it? You know, definitely. you kind of you find yourself kind of playing around with stuff. It's the same for me. I trained yeah. my bike when I was like eleven for a guitar, mm. and then obviously back in those days, <laughs> um, the internet was still in its like sort of infancy. Like there were yeah. stuff online, but like online guitar, for example, isn't wasn't what it is today. Oh yeah. So I was just sort of learning with chord books and hopelessly failing and such. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's just like, you're just a lot yeah. of the time it's experimentation really, isn't it? Um, and what, one thing I found very interesting, which yeah, definitely. like it's interesting because, and maybe it's just certain parts of the country, but there are like particular cities that seem to breed like a lot of musicians. Like right now I'm in Manchester, obviously don't need to tell you about the cultural impact there from a music standpoint, but you're in Liverpool. And, you know, Liverpool gave Mm. us the Beatles, for example. Yeah. And um, what I find interesting is that you're still getting a lot of amazing acts coming through uh, Liverpool and Manchester. For example, I found a really, really good artist from Liverpool called, I think, Strawberry Guy is his name, something like that. All right. Um, And similar to yourself, making moves on places like TikTok and then kind Mm -hmm. of ended up touring etc etc so I guess like what my question to you is is like Mm. could you talk us through Liverpool's kind of current music scene and how it compares with you know the history because obviously it must be I know know, like even from people I know from Liverpool it is sometimes quite tiresome people going on and on and on and on about the Beatles I know there's (laughs) like a tourist shop every five like meters in Liverpool (laughs) but like from your perspective as a musician like how do you interpret it? Yeah, um, I mean, I love the Beatles, so I'm always happy to have that reference point there. Um, But with the music scene in Liverpool, it's definitely really like, I mean, I'm sure it's like this in other cities, but maybe because it's like a smaller city, I guess, it's just really like community-based and you can find loads of like 
helpful things if you're an independent artist as well if you just like let you like look at the right places and stuff um one example recently i did this thing with like sound city which was like this free like 10 week course where you could sign up to it um and maybe there was like 10 to 15 of us who got into the course and it was really good like each week like a different guest speaker would come in from like a different facet of like the music industry and like you could just ask all like the questions you have because sometimes I think it's hard to find the info you need to sort of like just take that little step further because it can just be really confusing and sometimes I don't know like people can like gatekeep or like I don't know it's just like a weird environment sometimes but there's just loads of things like that like people are just so willing to like help you out and people are so willing to like answer your questions if you have any and just be really supportive of fans with music stuff in Liverpool um and yeah it's just it's nice to be able to like reach out to someone and ask for their support or like see if you want to support them doing a show because I'm like trying to get into doing more live shows in a minute because I'm super inexperienced with that (laughs) (laughs) I really need to like hopefully get good at that and just figure out what I want the different live sounds to be but um I found loads of help there as well with like local Liverpool artists and it's just it's really nice because it it can be quite like daunting and confusing because sometimes I don't know it feels like everyone like not everyone but I mean some people just really know what's going on in the music scene like with the live stuff as well and if you're just getting into it it's really important to just have people there to sort of like teach you things and make you aware of how things work and stuff so i found that people are super helpful it's nice i have to say like because i started doing music like properly when i was about 17 18 and i did it on and off for years and i did the whole circuit growing up in london and stuff and what i've noticed and this again this was like 10 years ago the live scene and the way that is approached is more or less somewhat the same like certain things will be Mm. a little bit different but it's mostly the same but like the industry itself and how you get into it and how you set yourself (laughs) up totally different you know back in my day it was back in my day back in my day it was all just like you know giving out eps trying to just play as much as possible hopefully maybe get noticed maybe get signed and i feel like now as an artist coming in obviously you've got you got more options, but as far as like looking at it from a business perspective, it, it really depends what your individual goals are. Because I've had a lot of musicians on the show, and like their goals have been different. Like some are trying to get that big record contract, others mm. are very happy with the independent kind of route, and that seems to be more, I guess, the desired route. Because as an artist, you get to keep full control of, of you know your um, your work, and obviously you know you're looking more to maybe that distribute your music versus because obviously like signing with a major label gets you access to other things like marketing exposure etc but you can do that yourself and that kind of brings me to one well the way that i discovered you which is tiktok Mm. so i guess there's a few questions I could ask you on that, but let, let's start with like your kind of just thoughts on that from a, from a music perspective. Like, mm. how do you view TikTok as a tool for musicians? I think it is kind of incredible how it like 
it's like kind of like free marketing. I don't know, like you can just post whatever you want yourself and like have the like potential to reach like a whole bunch of people. So many people from all like different parts of the world. There's no like limit on like how much you can post or what you can post. Um, you can sort of just decide that for yourself. I think it's it's good as well. Like I've defo like even when you just as like you know a consumer on TikTok scrolling for the for you page or whatever. There's so like there's just like so many like musicians and like artists and creative people posting stuff on there. You could just forever be like discovering people on it so I think <laughs> I mean I know like the music industry like is super like oversaturated and stuff and it can be like hard to find people you like or just kind of good creators in general um with all like the scares that go on about TikTok getting like banned or like copyrighted or whatever I don't even know if any of that's ever gonna come like to be true but I don't know, I definitely just, like, encourage anyone to sort of take advantage of it because, I mean, TikTok for me, like, just you can just post silly stuff as well. Like, you can just, like, take the pressure off, you know what I mean? It's just helped me kind of, like, find, like, a new audience and new people. Like, I don't know, it's it's seems a lot easier to reach people than, like, YouTube and Instagram maybe, or maybe I'm just using those other social media tools just wrong but yeah i think it's i think it's great i like it i I have to say like your approach to it is quite interesting i've seen a few musicians like yourself approach Mm -hmm. it in a similar way which is that like your your personality seems to come across quite a lot in what you choose to to put forward Mm -hmm. like i I can't exactly put like a descriptor on it maybe it's kind of i don't know yeah, I don't want to like commit to one specific thing and then have to put it back. But it's it's like I discovered your videos through just like you know you'd be playing a particular riff or something, mm. and there's like a vibe, like a kind of oh. chill kind of vibe in the air. Well, that's cool. That comes across, and it kind of I nice. feel like that's good as well because it gives you an idea of okay, this is what this artist might be like if if mm. I was to see them live as well. It's it's kind of like an intimate kind of vibe something a bit different and obviously you mentioned there about the industry being oversaturated so you're always looking for people that are offering something a little different but as you mentioned there the way you approach each social media platform totally different and I don't know I feel like the way that you're doing it is is like spot on for example um and this this prompted me to get in touch with you because you dropped um, this track, yeah. It's Only Me to Blame, and I heard like maybe 20 seconds yes. of, of the chorus, and mm. for, you were just doing like a dance to it or something, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, this could I could see a lot of people using this because it's got like that kind of hook mm. that like draws you in, but that's all you need. Like some of the best songs yeah. I've discovered over the last two years have been because I heard 20 seconds of a hook like, either as part of a trend or I don't know sometimes it'll either be something totally unrelated but they just happen to continuously use this mm-hmm. particular trend uh so particular music for it so I don't know I guess I guess my question with that is like what's your kind of like approach or mindset mm-hmm. to like clipping up and, and approaching YouTube uh, sorry not YouTube TikTok videos that is there a particular mindset or, yeah. or is it just kind of like just to see what happens um I feel like it definitely 
has changed from what it used to be or it's I'm still deciding on how to like post the best stuff I don't know if that's the right word to use on there like the right stuff maybe but definitely you find little things that work like with what you were just talking about then of like using the hook keeping the video short like having like text on the video having like you know like a face in the video and as well I think that song is definitely more like hookier just like catchier probably better than the other songs so maybe that's why that one is sort of like like worked a bit a bit better with that use of tiktok um but i just i feel like i find little things that work but then i get like sometimes i take it well too seriously where i'm like i don't want to be like post the same things blah 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 blah. then i'm literally like what am i doing like it's an app like i don't even remember what i just saw like on tiktok like this morning or the other day or whatever like (laughs) i think it's good to like be a bit chill about it and a bit like silly with it like i used to um I think when I first started posting on TikTok, it would be like, okay, I'm going to do, um, you know, covers, learn, learn songs on the guitar, post that, because that was, like, familiar to people. I know I enjoy watching covers. Uh, it will, It's a thing that maybe will get someone watching, hopefully introduce them to my music if they like it. But then I feel like I'm doing less covers now. And like you said, like you were saying, trying to put more of my, like, personality into it and even that can be a bit tricky sometimes because it's like then you just get like insecure in yourself and you're like oh god I don't want to be like cringe or weird and then it's actually like no stop taking it seriously again I need to just be like chill with it and that's definitely the best way that I can like upload videos on there because it is it's just you know it's TikTok (laughs) I need to need to remember that hear you man i just use it as an advertising tool like i i I built i built my community there i brought them over to twitch and to other places and i've I've built it up over time and i still pop over there every once in a while but yeah Mm. it it, it has changed a lot and it's kind of sad i mean it's i don't don't want this show to be all about tiktok but since we're talking about it um (laughs) it's just all about money now and don't get me wrong Mm. I, i realize it's a business but like I don't get that vibe as much on the other apps. Like, yeah, I know YouTube, you know, it's just endless advertisers and Instagram, Mm. kind of the same thing. But at least like when you're using those apps, it's not like thrown in your face every five seconds. Whereas like, obviously as a creator, I mean, I don't know if this is the same for everyone, but like when you log into like your dashboard or even if you just look at the notifications, it just says it's like 15 different ways you can make money. And it's like, great but like maybe i just want to like promote some stuff to my audience yeah like interact with them like not everything Mm -hmm. has to be about money you know and just i don't know it just it drives me nuts Mm because i mean i got the app in like i don't know 2019 2020 i didn't really understand what it was like most people i figured like oh this is just for the youngins this isn't for me i'm like way too old for this and so i just kind of like didn't really take it too seriously and then obviously the pandemic hits and it's like, all right, well, I don't know. Everyone's using this script. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's just a bit of fun. And then like over time you start seeing like creatives using it and using it successfully. And I was like, huh, okay. Maybe there's room for me to do something here. Cause in my own life, it's acting and music and et cetera. Mm. Um, and I've seen a lot of people do it successfully. And now we're at a point where, 
that's kind of passed and it's like there's this big battle on the app because you've got all these people doing like these god awful like i don't i don't even know what to call it like these <laughs> i'm sure you've seen this npc ai thing lately oh, god. it's just like someone <laughs> and i'm like i don't know like they get gifted like an insane amount of money to 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 wow. i don't even know to do, <clears throat> to do what and i'm thinking like that money could go to someone talented like mary who actually has a talent that you could enjoy <laughs> but no they'll people will give their money away to these idiots <laughs> and i don't know you can make the argument people you know they spend the money on whatever they want to spend yeah. it on fine but i don't know i just i just try to focus on what i'm doing and what yeah. my, the people i like are doing but i don't know it's i don't know how long this app has to last but oh, might no. as well get the most out of it <laughs> mm, um, but anyway moving on one thing I'd really like to know is is what are your kind of goals in the music industry? Because yeah. as I mentioned at the top of this, the industry's changed a lot now. And as a musician, it's a lot trickier to make money now compared to how it used to be. Not impossible. There's plenty of ways, but a lot of the ways of making money now will be to mm. do with, yeah, getting on the on the gig circuit and and getting those bigger shows or selling merchandise or just trying to get as many streams as possible but even with that like ironically what used to be the key selling point you know how many records you sell or i guess now how many streams you get is no longer really like the main way that people get money in this yeah. industry like it the whole thing has flipped on its head so what what are your goals what are you trying to achieve with this yeah um definitely just getting to a point where like I have some sort of like consistent audience or consistent reach because that's just so hard to like break through in that way like even on a like smaller scale that would just be like ideal but um oh, like I know what you're saying it's just it's so hard to get like into the music industry and there's just so many different ways you can go about it and even then it's not like a guaranteed like linear way of like having a career I think you've got to sort of have like multiple sources of income you're doing hopefully they all relate to music in some way if you want to you know make money off of it but um I definitely love to be able to get to the point where like I'm in in music in some way um like obviously the main thing is just being like a like a composer writer sort of like independent artist type thing um but it just feels I don't know sometimes like it is that kind of like never-ending struggle just because there are like so many people making music like there's so many people to listen to like I couldn't even like name all the like artists I've even like downloaded on Spotify or whatever because it's like you just you know, you go on the app, maybe you, like, listen to all the playlists. Sometimes you don't even know what you listen to and you just enjoy it. I don't know. It's 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 no, hard. But, no, um, I, get, I get what you mean. Yeah. Like, I'll interject mm -hmm. just for a second. But, like, yeah, yeah. obviously when we were growing up, um, how old are you now? Were you, like? Uh, 24. 24, okay. So I'm, I'm yeah. 30. I've got a few years on you. But <laughs> I imagine you probably might have experienced music the same way growing up, that, you know, you'd, you'd listen to the whole records or, yeah. you know, you, you'd, you would use things like iPods and Spotify, sorry, not Spotify, um, 
the the earlier equivalents of that yeah. but like you'd still listen mm. to like full length yeah. records but as you said now it's it's totally different like i will go out of my way personally to, to to listen to all those songs but that's just how i grew up with music but now i get it it's like you just hear a song that you like as part of a wider thing but yeah. you, <laughs> people don't even maybe know the names of the artists or tracks exactly. unless you, you like consciously go out and a search for that mm-hmm. um but i suppose you could also make the point that there are just different types of fans of music aren't there there's casual yeah. fans and then there's you know your dedicated fans your gatekeepers your people mm. that are musicians i feel like musicians when you're a musician your interpretation the way you approach it's different as well like it's like I'll give an example. I'm sure you probably felt this too. Do you ever get that feeling like when you go to a gig and you, obviously you're not performed in a long time and you're just kind of like, ah, oh, I wish it was me. I wish I was on the yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Cause you're ready. You're like, I can do it now. But like, yeah. it's not your I moment. I know what you mean. It's, yeah. I don't know. Maybe this, that's just a weird ego thing or, or maybe it's just like wanting to, the, 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 the need to perform. I don't know. It's, mm. it's within you. But um, yeah, point is it's, it's, it's always there, I think. And um, yeah. I suppose finding your place in the music industry is, is important yeah. as far as like knowing how to interact with it. Um, and, and again, I want to kind of focus more on you because I, th- I think like you're a shoo-in because you've got this unique persona, which I don't want to make you feel awkward because I'm sure it's just your personality, but like <laughs> that's what differentiates you. That's always the draw is... Because, you know, if you're just doing the same thing that everyone else is doing, then, you know, it's it's uh, yeah. you know, a tadpole in an ocean. But if you're doing something a little bit different, it differentiates you. And I can't really think of any one I would compare you to, which is great. Well, That's a good thing, right? It's cool. Like I wrote in my notes here, you have a pretty unique and laid back vibe. Do you often get told this? Let's start there. <laughs> um, That's a good question. Um. I think, yeah, to be honest, pe- people people do say that. I mean, I don't know if it's because, maybe it's because I'm, like, really, like, anxious. I can get, like, socially anxious as well in, like, certain social situations, but then others, like, not at all. So maybe I'm just, like, sort of, like, chill in the corner, like, trying not to be too, I don't know, in the middle of things. But, yeah, I feel like I'm, I mean, I like to think I'm easygoing and, like, kind of always trying to think of like understanding the perspective of the other person because it could be really easy to just like I don't know be too serious about something or get annoyed or get wrapped up in your own thoughts and kind of like not consider what other people are sort of thinking or feeling or what their context is and then sometimes if you think like that or try to remind yourself to think like that it can kind of like calm you down I don't know I think it's nice to just yeah to just be 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 chill and just be like it's okay it's fine <laughs> I don't even know if that like made any sense or if I articulated things in a way that made sense but like yes <laughs> hopefully oh. hopefully I did <laughs> what 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 do, what do people in the comments section normally say what, what's the kind of general oh. feedback you're getting from from your fans um I suppose I get like the main comments I get are when it is on TikTok and maybe the video is done a little bit better than the other ones and then the comments sort of come in 
I don't even know. I could try. I could try find some. So I can't even think <laughs> think any on the top of my head. But like, I don't even know. Oh my god, my brain is like so awful. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to like do a brain game. See if I can think funny. Um. Hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Maybe the ones where I'm being a bit sillier. Kind of get more interaction. More people are like, oh yeah, you know, I'll check this out. Or they're kind of like liking the sort of overall vibe. But um, I'll probably, I'll probably after this, I'll probably go go back and look at that <laughs> now and like look out for that. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this. So, <laughs> inevitably, as a musician, as a creative, you put yourself out there. Sometimes you mm-hmm. get some not so pleasant comments. How do you approach that? What's your kind of mm. approach to you know criticism? Um, it's definitely something that has only been a recent thing where mm. I think if only had like I mean I want to say like videos pop off but it's not as if they've got like hundred thousand like views or anything like that so it's usually on the ones that have more views maybe there's literally like one or two comments of just like a troll or just like a person who didn't like it or didn't get the like joke or the song or whatever and just decided to like spend time telling me tell me why they didn't like it's like okay but I think when I read it I'm just like it's a it's kind of it's kind of cool I don't know I find it kind of cool but also funny and also sometimes obviously like maybe it would hurt but I, I like want it to hurt you know what I mean because then I can sort of just get over it because I feel like it just doesn't doesn't really matter I mean what would really hurt is if like obviously someone like proper just like ripped apart like the music of the song like told me why it sucked and then I'd probably be like crying alone for three days but definitely um yeah I'm fine with them invite them in so hopefully that means the video or the music or the reach is doing well so yeah it was interesting like I've had a very love-hate relationship with hate comments over the years and Mm. for the most part I always say like you know if if it's constructive great brilliant you can learn from it um for sure like I I received one on my acting the other day and I looked at it Mm. and the the guy was really pleasant and I was just like oh wow okay cheers yeah nice one um but mostly it will be just like horrible like you're the shits you know know. strange (laughs) at the end of the day I I I will say this. I I want those kind of comments because mm. I don't I don't like the whole you know censorship. Like I think you should mm-hmm. you should be able to tell people that they are the shits if that's what you want. <laughs> but, but 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 I don't know. I I do think it's 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 weird, isn't it? Mm. I, I don't know. Like if I don't yeah, like something, I, I just scroll. I just move on. I don't feel the need to to tell no, no. the person. No, <laughs> I don't know. It's so hard I, to grasp. I wonder if it comes, it, it could be jealousy, I suppose. Yeah. It could be frustration. Um, mm. I had a troll in a live stream the other day and oh. I was just very like, just having a good time. Um, yeah. And I was just like, you know, what, what's the end game here? And they just, I don't know, they tried to, I don't know what this, I think TikTok lives have changed now. So you get yeah. like people who will put like a, kind of like a strike thing on it. Like they'll warn you. 
like oh like it got flagged for like bullying and harassment and I was like that's bizarre and all my audience is like what because oh um, because I, I just I was just asking this person I was like what's the deal like what's what's what's, what's the issue and then that got yeah. that got like flagged up and I was like right okay and I just kind of said yeah my, one of my mods like muted them and then they you know they left and I just said like well hey listen if you're still here like I don't have an issue with you I don't take myself yeah. too seriously I take my work seriously but not me um hope you're doing all right you know but i don't know i think um i i i i think for the most part with the trolls and with, with the horrible comments it is yeah. jealousy it is you know annoyance frustration with people putting themselves out there and and maybe they wish they could do the same or maybe it annoys them that people are trying or you know sometimes people get like a snapshot idea of you yeah and that's it they're committed to that they're like this is what they think you are and it's like well you don't know me you've been here five seconds you know or maybe you're projecting something i don't know um mm. but it's interesting because and i don't know maybe you connect with the same thing but like when you put your music out there you know you write about things close to your heart experiences whatever your perception of the world and you put it out there and it's like i think for many artists it's just a kind of here's his how i see things here's just my thoughts and feelings but it's it's not like you're forcing it to the world you're not telling the world like this is how it is it's just kind of yeah this this is my art this is what i think um and if people like it great and if they hate it all right but that's kind of good because you know mm -hmm. art is subjective um which kind of brings me on to the next point with your songwriting What's your process exactly? Mm. Um, oh, I never know how to answer this question. <laughs> I think definitely if I've been good and if I've been playing the guitar more every mm. day, sticking with it, and if it also maybe coincides with like a feeling, like maybe I'm kind of like, ruminating over something or like deep in my feelings about a certain thing and then that always like inspires me to sort of like open up my like notebook and write stuff down or I definitely am like okay I want to try and write something about this like but I feel like sometimes I'm trying to get out of that where I'm like waiting for a feeling to happen and like waiting to be inspired to write something because I know that's bad because you can like get out of the habit of writing and if you're out of the habit of writing it definitely I think kind of hinders it you've got to keep it consistent and like just be there for yourself and even if you're like writing something every day and it's all just like shit then eventually hopefully you'll like something that you've written and maybe it's a little bit better or like you think it's a little bit better than all the stuff you've kind of been writing but defo if I'm just in my feelings and if I've just been like playing rounds of guitar and then I'd sort of like put feeling that I'm feeling and then hopefully communicate that with like words through the song. Sort of that's usually the way I go about it. Yeah, that's similar for, for myself as well. Um, yeah. Although I, di I differ with you in that I go through like cycles. So like, right now yeah. I, haven't, I haven't written anything in like four months. Mm -hmm. um, granted, acting is my focus and stuff. Yeah. But with music, I always feel 
like exactly like you when you're up in your feelings like for me it's like therapy it's yeah. like okay yeah instead of sitting and being depressed I'm just going to put it into the guitar and the guitar yeah. can take the depression and I can just I don't know and it but then that's weird as well because <laughs> you know like there's these songs I wrote like two three years ago or even longer and they'll be like about I don't know like breakup or or like something really yeah. horrible that happened and there I am playing it like several years later <laughs> and like there's a disconnect in or it's like an attachment thing where you feel it because you remember how you felt when you wrote it mm. but you don't feel that way anymore and you've changed and you've grown since this yeah. point so then it's like kind of disconnected and it's weird like I wonder for example what it must be like for someone like I don't know Taylor Swift right she wrote all these breakup songs and then (laughs) and then like they become hits and then so now like maybe seven or eight years later she's singing a song about some dude she dated like 10 years ago (laughs) and I wonder like does she ever think about like oh this is kind of weird you know like still talking about this like I'm a different person now like what is it or maybe maybe it's like full disconnect where you're just like it's just a song it's a feeling, but I don't connect it to anything. Mm. Like, do, do you feel that way about your music? Does it connect to you, like, really, really personally? Or is it just, you know, thoughts and feelings contained within a within a song? Yeah, I know what you mean with that. Like, I definitely, the further I get away from a song, the more, like, oh, I just feel like if I were to do it now, I'd definitely change it. For example, with the um, earlier songs I wrote, more around the ages of like, I don't even know, 18, 17, 19. The lyrics sometimes make me feel really just like <laughs> sick inside. I'm like, oh my God, like, ugh, I just want to like, cha- like change them. But then you can't, I suppose, because that was like your brain and your sort of way of going about things then. Yeah. And um, yeah, like it's defo. But it's kind of nice, like, as well with some songs, because it, it's, like, just reminds you of that, like, experience you went through or that time. And you can just, like, carry it with you if you want to carry on singing it or carry mm-hmm. on having it be a part of your, like, discography or whatever. Um, I definitely love that aspect of it. It's, like, a weird nostalgic thing because right. I'm definitely still attached to, like, loads of like old songs that I've written but yeah some some do make me cringe I'm like oh dear I I do I do similar to you um but I'll often Mm. if it's an older song and I don't like the original composition but like I'll never change the lyrics but I'll always I might sing it or like perform it slightly differently and and, right Like, there's this one love, a couple of love songs I wrote, like one of them yeah. I wrote maybe like nine years ago. <laughs> and then the other one I wrote maybe five years ago, four years ago. And I sing them totally differently now, mm. but I've become a better performer in that time. So there's that element. But yeah. right there with you, like, it's like nostalgia. It's like putting it yourself is. back in that moment. And it's a weird feeling because now you're introducing something old to a new audience and it's new to them but to you it's like golden oldie like <laughs> yeah it's a weird feeling um sure. but i think it's good you know it's good to rework things um i always get a little mm-hmm. bit sad when, when artists sometimes completely change something <laughs> excuse me yeah they used to do a certain way because often that becomes beloved by the fans 
mm. and they want to hear it that particular way. Like I give you a really good example. Um, <laughs> have you heard this new uh, Pink Floyd's like redo of of Money? No. What? When was that? When was that released? <sighs> this is like, like really it, recent. Or? Yeah, like in the last couple of weeks. Roger, oh my God. Roger Waters. Now I will say this: I've looked into his more recent reworkings of songs, and he does them like totally differently, and yeah. no- nothing like the originals. And that's his right, you know, it's his vision. Um, mm. uh, but it sucks. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I just, I just being honest, like, and this, this new one, see, I don't mind artists trying yeah. something different and doing reinterpretations of things, but like, I don't know if this was supposed to be like a statement. I guess mm-hmm. it is like he added all, like instead, for example, he took all the original, like iconic solos yeah. out of uh, money because basically he's doing a redo of um or a redux or whatever of dark side of the moon for its 50th anniversary oh right God. and so he it comes out in like october this year and he's wow. he's released money as the kind of titular track like the introduction and it's got everything removed there's none of the cash registers downs there's none of the Whoa. iconic solos where, where the solos would be it's just him going like welcome to hell <laughs> like welcome to rooftops like i don't know what the fuck he's oh my god about. i need to listen to this what yeah, the heck? <laughs> yeah I, I it's 10 minutes of just ah i don't know what it is i don't know i don't even know what to yeah what do you what do you call that um and it's ironic like we were talking about criticism earlier and that uh, like, shoot me all right I, I, <laughs> the internet agrees with me it's there's nothing wrong with with trying something different and and doing your interpretation of it but like mm. he, roger what this is what bothered me roger Waters said i'm essentially like he's, he's trying to kind of like readdress huh. their original message and he, he he does say that like the original is great and brilliant and he's very proud of it still etc but this is to kind of expand upon what he said back then because he, i don't know he, he guess he felt like the message wasn't really addressed Mm. properly and like he's trying to do that now but then when you listen to the track and you see what he's saying it's like really i don't know is this just like hyper political thing where it's just like coming off a bit like a bit too too much like too forced or something just like unaware or I mean, I've I've seen a lot. Like, I mean, I don't. I'm not the world's biggest Roger Waters fan or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, I've seen some stuff in in the media lately. Like, I saw at one of his live shows a while back. He did some yeah. stuff that was really like anti-Semitic or something. Did I don't he? know, something like that. I, I oh don't. Oh my god, know. I didn't even like. I didn't yeah, even know. Yeah, it was, that it was, was awful. It was mad. Um, and he, like, what's I mean, he trying to even? like readdress as well if he's doing stuff like that it's like it kind of it's 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 well negates the whole thing maybe i don't think that's so strange i don't think he himself is is like necessarily like a bad person he's just look he's an older guy with (sighs) i see it with a lot of musicians because i know i'm like that you know bagging on roger waters now you see it with all sorts of people it's like radiohead like when they're like oh we're never gonna play creep fuck creep like because you know (laughs) that was you know we're we're not that we're this big and look i i adore radiohead okay same but at the same time 
look that it's okay you change your your sound yeah. uh, you know bands find their sound and that era of um where they did creep that wasn't their sound but there's some amazing tracks on that album and, mm-hmm. and creep is is outstanding mm-hmm. um but it's a shame that they they feel that way like i, I feel like your progression over time is something you should be proud of. I mean, as you spoke yeah. about with yourself, like you don't look back and think, oh, you know, I, or maybe you do think, oh, I wish I was this way, but then it's progression. It's like yeah. over time you grow as a human being. So naturally your music and your art is going to, is going to grow because you exactly. get more comfortable with yourself. You can articulate yourself better, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know when artists go back and, always like just try try and change the past yeah I don't know I don't get it and okay granted Roger Waters isn't exactly like (laughs) trying to trying to say like this is the replacement but he's trying to say like I guess like this is more in line with the vision that I had for the record and I'm like I'm just so glad that 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 we got the original and not this because I think it's it's left a lot of people wondering like like what is this like Uh. it's just I don't know. Like, go go check it out. Have a listen. See what you think. I don't know. Definitely. Oh, I had no idea about any of that. Like, <laughs> I have so many. I just, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to that today. I'm probably as confused as confused as you. Like, what the heck is going on? Well, a lot of art. I mean, I will say this: a lot of artists do do this, and mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, so long as you don't try to kind of like cancel out what you did before so like mm-hmm. i think paramore is a really good example of this they started off as this like pop punk band released some absolute classics experimented a little by their third or fourth album and then they fully transitioned to more like pop kind of vibe and a lot of people didn't like it but tough shit like it's what mm-hmm. they want to do you know and it's it's that's their vision and then they roll with it but they don't try and change the past same with uh bring me the horizon they changed drastically they went from this really heavy metalcore sound to mm. <laughs> pop metal if that's even a thing apparently it's a thing i don't know it's weird um but they <laughs> they experiment they try different things and but they yeah. don't they don't like try to like change what they were they're proud of it they're like this is progression over time this is what we want to try now and this is what we did then but we're more than happy to play these songs too and we'll play them in the original manner and i don't know i I feel like that is more fun for fans certainly because you can see that progression over time and you can enjoy the progression over time you know but i don't know Mm. that's just my five cents on that Mm. yeah definitely it is. I, I do know what you mean. Like, I, like I feel like with pop stars. I mean, to use like older examples, obviously with like David Bowie or like um, like Madonna or something. Yeah, great where examples. You can, like, mm-hmm. change your whole like visual aesthetic style. Go with like the current like trends in like music or whatever. Change your whole thing. Do it really well, and then maybe your fan base can like follow you through that like change regression is so cool but I know what you mean with like if you get if you discover an artist and then you find maybe like only one of their albums or something is like that particular sound and they did it really well and they do all the other sounds really well too it would yeah that would that would hurt me as well if I knew they weren't gonna like perform those songs live or I'd never get the chance to see them live and I was like really super 
attached to the more that was like my favorite thing yeah that would bum me out it's interesting you brought those two examples up as well because with madonna and david bowie essentially what they did every single time was reinvention every album is especially with bowie was a different character and what I found interesting about Bowie was that he would mix it up with his shows. So like by the nineties, he was doing kind of more like dance style stuff. And he would often like divide his shows into all the new stuff. And then with the older stuff, he'd mix it up. So a lot of it, he might just play the original way, but other songs he might kind of experiment. So you might hear like, I don't know, the dance version of like space oddity or something. Um, Yeah, but he wouldn't do like all of them like that because that would just be like pain. And I think he realized <laughs> yeah. that. Um, but I don't know. I feel like those artists get like less flack for it, whereas other artists do, which that yeah. puzzles me because it's the yeah, same yeah. thing. It's exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's and and also also you you don't want to be boring because mm. like okay, I can't believe I'm saying this, probably sacrilege, but sorry, <laughs> sorry, metal fans. I love Slayer. I think Slayer is an absolutely fantastic band, but a lot of the records do sound the same. Not all of them. They they did experiment a lot and they did try a lot of different things. So you can't say that they didn't try and reinvent themselves because they did. But what they did is kind of like, if you if you were to look at it like a, a spiral, it like started out as like glam metal, believe it or not. And then it went to, uh-huh. yeah, and then went to fresh metal. And then they did that for a few albums. And then in the 90s, they kind of jumped on the whole new wave of heavy metal vibe and tried a lot of different things. And, and that pissed mm-hmm. a lot of people off. But again, you know, I think for a band at that point that would have been going like 10, 15 years, you want to play something different. You want to play music that mm-hmm. is more interesting, challenging, uh, different from what you play. You want to take some risks. And a lot of bands around the same time did that. And then when they entered like the 2000s, um, they were kind of back to what they were originally doing. And then it just kind of became like quite samey after that. But there was Mm -hmm. still some classic tracks that maybe a better example might be like Motorhead, I think, maybe. Because with Motorhead, a lot of it sounds very similar. It's all great, but it's, you kind of, you know, you're getting a lot of the same. Um, Mm. and that and that's the other end of the spectrum i think is that like if you don't take any risks you risk kind of every record sounding somewhat similar and and nothing really particularly standing out now when you think of motorhead you think of like and this is more mainstream fans i I realize like actual motorhead fans would be like what are you talking about there's like hundreds and i'm hey listen i get it they're great i've seen them live amazing definitely one of the top five bands i've ever seen in my life but as far as like identifiable songs that you could pick straight away. I feel like a lot of their earlier stuff, like early, early stuff is the stuff that you'd pick out, you know, your Ace of Spades, Overkill, mm. etc. You might not be as familiar with like some of the newer stuff that they've done. So I don't know. I feel like reinvention for an artist is important for fans because they get something mm. different every time. And in who knows where the, what kind of breakthroughs the artist might make also keeps it interesting for the artist because if the artist isn't interested guess what artist probably is not gonna keep writing because you just get bored like i I didn't used to get the whole writer's block thing i never used to understand like why you know why did eminem take five year break and now i get it it's like you you get like 
you get creative block or you get like less infused or you need time away. And then when you come back, you're, you're inspired again, you're motivated and you've got something, you know, to, to contribute, you know? Yeah. Um, but let's get back to you. <laughs> I found this, this interesting. So uh, I want to see where we go with this. Talk mm-hmm. us behind the story behind the song you are most proud of. Oh, her. Um, song I'm probably most proud of at the minute, um, I think would be the track 3am, which is one of um, the ones off my new album, like one of the latest songs on the album. Um, so that sort of ties into what we talked about before with like nostalgia and stuff like that. Um, and I defo like, I was just like, the moment I wrote it, I was like, I want to record this like so bad. I literally like put it straight up onto YouTube. I just, I knew I wanted, wanted that one to be in an album. So I just felt the most like attached to it. And um, I was just really happy with the way, like the sound of it came out, like all the sort of like lush, like, I mean, it was on MIDI, but like MIDI, like string sounds. And, like, it was just so atmospheric and it just still like brings me that, very like specific nostalgic feeling of what I was like writing about with that song I just yeah I just that's definitely one of my um one of my favorite ones off the album um and as well over the weekend um I did with, with like a video like production company and we recorded a music video for it and it was like the first like proper like thing I've ever done like that it was it was the the people who who like did it they were so like lovely really like incredibly creative um had like planned the whole day out they were just absolutely amazing um and now I'm like and as well as well with that song I was like that is the one I like want to do a music video the most for. I've just got an idea of what I want it to be in my head. And then it actually happened. I was like, well, that's madness. But yeah, so I'm like really looking forward to seeing that music video now. <laughs> Can't wait. Cool. What, what kind of themes do you typically explore with your lyrics? Um, Defo, nostalgia, main one. Um, Probably just feelings of like maybe where I'm feeling something and the other person isn't or maybe where like I can't communicate something or maybe I'm like struggling to like get something out and then maybe getting it out are you still alone when you're writing the song is like maybe that's just one way as well I don't know what the right word to use for that would be um what else and defo just like feelings of like love whether it be like uh platonic love or just like romantic love are like the biggest themes i i'm inspired by when i'm writing songs just pretty much pretty much all all of them (laughs) awesome um as we move it forward got a couple of questions to ask you that i ask every guest intrigued to get your thoughts on these questions what's the best advice you've ever received Oh my gosh, that's a really good question. Um, one that's come to the top of my head, Defo, was a piece of advice where 
which rela- relates to being like an artist in the music industry, you've got to just take, you've got to take yourself seriously. You've got to be there for yourself. Cause I mean, you can't expect anyone else to really when everyone's doing their own thing. I mean, people are always want to help out, be there for you, work on things with you. But I feel like if you don't, take yourself seriously than no one else is. And I mean, you've got to just, if you actually want to do music, especially that part of music, you've got to just really try and be there for yourself and not kind of like half-hearted type thing. I hope I said that well. <laughs> but yeah, that that stuck in my brain um, when someone gave me that advice. So I was like, yeah, that's so true. you got to kind of like, put out what you want to be sort of seen as or people are just not really going to give a heck, you know what I mean? So that's for sure. When I really think about it, you have to take a real big gamble on yourself and it is scary. Yeah. You know, like I don't often sit and think about how I'm perceived because I know if I did, Mm -hmm. I'd probably start freaking the fuck out. (laughs) But at the same time, like, I totally agree with what you're saying. Like, you have to be your biggest fan because yeah. who, who is going to do it for you? Like, you might get friends sometimes, you know, promote you or, or say a good word. And I, I've I've had that. And, and thank you so much to everyone who's ever shouted yeah. me out, supported me, etc. I do appreciate it. But the reality is, like you said, you've got to show up for yourself. You've got to throw yourself mm-hmm. out there. You've got to keep trying. And there's going to be a lot of failure there's going to be a lot of rejection there's going to be a lot of crappy comments there's going to be you know everyone's got something to say but what are you trying to say and Mm. I think that's the the important focal point especially as a musician you know you're putting this out there it's going to divide people you're going to have your fans you're going to have people that care you're going to have people that don't care you're going to have people that hate people that love etc but the only thing that really matters is that you're getting it out there and doing your thing. And like, yeah. I feel like, for example, with, with you and your career, the best thing you could ever do is just keep being you, you know, because that's what people were, you know, falling in love with, with your music and stuff. Like, that's what I loved about it. Um, when I heard those tracks, So Only Me To Blame and also Rollerblade, <clears throat> I really like that song as well. Um, Thank you. I feel like with those tunes... Other than them being good tracks, and I feel like there's been a step up in your songwriting and I don't know, maybe you're in like a creative wave now that's different from previous times. Maybe yeah. maybe you're feeling yourself more, more confident. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think the thing that really comes across with the whole thing not just the music, but also like the, the the images. Like guys, if you go listen to Mary's music on like say Spotify or Apple and you see like the imagery, the videos, there's a picture, there's a picture of you that stands out in particular. I think oh. it's on it's either rollerblade or yeah. or or it's only me to blame. But it's it's yeah. of you like running through like some sort of I don't know flowers. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I can't explain yeah, it. You know, yeah. you know those those like beautiful yeah, I know. Flower tunnel things. Yeah. But yeah. it's like you run in, you got a smile, and it's like it puts forward your personality in a very interesting way. Um and I think that is the draw right there. Oh. It's like when you can get that from an artist, 
that's what separates them. And I know I covered this earlier, but like specifically with you, there's something there that you're tapping mm-hmm. into. And I think it's just important to keep tapping into that because yeah. that's that's where the the magic is. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move it on. What's the biggest life lesson you've learned so far? Um biggest life lesson. Um Defo, I think you've got to just like push yourself to do things that make you uncomfortable even if it is like a super tiny thing or like a massive thing like for example I don't know if this is just really silly but sometimes I I get anxious like just going like outside by myself because I'm like with what you were saying before like being perceived or just like being out in the public and when it's really busy I'm just like oh my god I'm stressed all these people you feel like you can't fully like kind of like be yourself or relax in that way um so I think doing small scale things like that which is probably a silly one and then bigger things for me personally um like performing um like open mic nights gigs like support slots that makes me feel like excited because I want to do it but also super super uncomfy just because it makes me so anxious singing in front of people like I'm fine like playing guitar is like fine but like singing and like what you were saying before because like you're singing such like personal intimate things as well there's that whole aspect to it as well like it just oh my god it's terrifying like I've literally only done like a handful of actual gigs but every time before I've got onto like the stage I've just been absolutely like shitting myself but I mean you're 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 only gonna be like uncomfortable for so long and it's like definitely the more I'm doing it the more used to it I'm getting and hopefully I can get to a place where I can actually perform well and perform how I see it in my mind but yeah just do uncomfortable things as often as you can because that pushes you into new places in life and um that's important yeah. Couldn't agree more. Wise words. And it's interesting <laughs> that you mentioned as well, like vulnerability. Because <clears throat> like I said, I, I was introduced to you and and what, everything you're about through mm. just just guitar videos. I can't specifically remember if it was covers or if, I, I think it was more just you yeah. playing like interesting riffs or whatever. Mm. And I, I always just found that the videos were interesting because of like the way you'd shoot them. Like you looked quite pensive in the videos and it's quite like in a chill backdrop and it, it yeah. kind of gives us a sense of your personality and, and like almost like you're sitting listening to like your friend play some music or something. Mm. But when I heard the music were you singing, that was the first thing I kind of thought was there's a sense of vulnerability there. There's like, wow. a, I don't know if it's just that's what your voice gives off or if it gives off mm. other things, but like it was... And also, I'm just really into like spacey, chill shit. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> but that 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 was certainly what came across. And I think it's, I couldn't agree more. Like you, you got to mm. force yourself, guys. If you're listening, put yourself out of the comfort zone, mm-hmm. go into the unknown because that is where you will truly find who you are and what you're capable yeah. of. And it's so important to be in that place. Mm. As we draw things to a close, do you have any upcoming projects or some final thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners? Mm. Um, upcoming projects, um, definitely what 
I just slid in before about the music video. I have no idea when it'll be out, but I promise it will be so cool and incredible and amazing because the people who made the music video are incredible and amazing and put so much of their creativity and time into it. Like, I'm just thrilled that I had the chance to work with those guys. They were, they were called Village Tale Productions, by the way. I just realised I should have, like, that should have been the first thing I said. Um, so there's that, which will hopefully be out um, some point soon. Um, and I've got um, only a couple gigs lined up, but they are all Liverpool-based. Um, one is, like, a super chill, like, stripped-backed one um, in a new place called Artifact, which is in Liverpool. And then a couple other ones are, like, later down the line, um, which are both, again, in Liverpool in... I think they're both in Leith, which is down Ball Street. I still don't know if I want that to be acoustic or if I want it to be full band, because I'm still trying to get both sounds kind of there. Um, and final parting thoughts. I don't even know. Um, Defo, just going to go with the do uncomfortable things, because that, like, all the uncomfortable things, like, that's just, like, on the other side of what, like, you want to be. It's like, you want to get what's in your head out into your life. And the only way to do that is unknowingly by being uncomfortable. And that is just a fact of life. <laughs> you know, it's, so spot, I think that... um, it's like I, I went to do a trial shift the other day for just like yeah. some small job. And I didn't mm. want to go. I felt uncomfortable. Yeah. But then I got there and like everyone's really nice and it's a yeah. good vibe. And I was like, I, I, you know, if I'd have just listened to my feelings, I just never would have done that. Like, you know. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. You, you got to do that. You got to push yourself out there. Mm-hmm. And like over the last four years, I've had some amazing experiences because of this very reason. Just yeah. throwing yourself out there and seeing what the world has to offer. Mm. That's the thing. Like things happen that you don't even realise, that your brain doesn't even think of is going to happen in that time because you're too wrapped up in thinking about how scary and anxious you feel about it. But then unexpected positive things always, always happen. Like, it's just great. (laughs) Massive, massive thank you for appearing on the show. It's an absolute pleasure. I'm I'm stoked Ah. to have got to finally chat to you. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you to you as well. It's been awesome. It's been so lovely talking to you. And I'm so happy you like wanted me to be on your show. Like that's so cool. Thank Absolutely. you. So much. You're always welcome in the future. Let us know. Um yeah, let me know if you if you're in Manchester and I will definitely be there. Oh yes, <laughs> I will. Hopefully soon. I love Manchester. I have to get some gigs there somehow. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. And to the listeners of the Christian Reeve podcast, uh, I keep forgetting the plug. So here's the plug. Make sure <laughs> you join the Discord. There's a Discord now for all things me related. Um, the Patreon as well. For the Patreon exclusive series Life with Christian Reeve. Patreon.com slash Christian Reeve. And uh, yeah, just let me know if you like this episode and who you'd like to see on the next episode. Let me know what topics you want to be discussed. Make sure you go out of your way to check out Mary Hennessy. You won't regret it. It's amazing. She has my personal endorsement. Take care of yourselves. Be safe. Be well. And I'll see you in the next one.